Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Random Redshirt Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Zach, and with me is the other host, Chris. What's up, Chris? Hello, everyone. Hello, Zach. Great to be here. Great to see you. It's been um, a great couple of, well, very busy couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've been working hard. So great to be back. And yeah, we, we're, we're a little bit behind on our reviews. Uh, it's been, it's been busy. Life happens, work happens. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, this is not our, our, our day job. Um, <laughs> this is, this is a side thing. So, uh, we, we have, we had to, yeah, we had to kind of take a break for a few weeks and, uh, and, and take care of work and schedules and life and things happening and stuff. But we're, we're very happy to be back. And this is coming fast and quick, right? We're going to be doing three episode reviews in a matter of three days and catching up to uh, where we're at in Strange New World. So we yeah. look forward to it. Um, it's been busy. You know, the, the since since we last recorded, Chris, mm-hmm. there is now a writer's strike and an actor strike going on. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. yeah, first time I read first time since 1960 the writers and the actors have both been on strike at the same time. So, because I have and we both have friends who are writers and actors, we just want to lend our support to the writers and actors in their strike and we hope that everything goes well and that they're able to get back to work soon and and they're able to get the negotiations and get the proper proper um uh compensation and stuff that they're due. So, so we're we're right there with you guys and we hope that uh, you guys get back to work soon. We've had so many amazing guests that are part of, part of SAG and a part of the Writers Guild, uh, write, Writers Union, um, that we just hope that everything goes well and we're uh, pulling for them. Yeah, absolutely. It takes so much work and ded- you know, dedication to work on their craft and be creative um, and and come up with those those stories that we love like every day that have a lot of depth and detail and meaning. Um, so absolutely there's so much creativity involved in there and work involved yeah and 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 and, you know the things that they're fighting for i think are very important um you especially look at the uh this idea of using ai to write scripts which would which would cause a lot of writers to lose their jobs and ai for the studios to use in order to uh use their likeness and then not get paid for that i mean there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that are out there right now if you go around and read and and do some research on what's happening and we're a little bit a little bit behind in the sense that this has been going on now for several weeks, uh, at least both at the same time, both strikes happen at the same time. But uh, again, yeah, we, we've, we've had a lot of people on here who've been very gracious uh, to us and, and lent us their time and shared so much with us. We've been so grateful that we just want to say we're standing with them and we hope that everything comes, gets resolved very soon. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. So yeah, we, the, the, the last time we were here, the last time we were talking about, oh yeah, and San Diego Comic Con had just happened recently too. That was last weekend, um, and so uh, a friend of mine was there at Comic Con, and one of the days he was at Comic Con, yeah. he was wearing a Random Redshirt Podcast T-shirt. Oh, you're kidding! I'm not kidding. Yep. In fact, he 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 built a lineup of of shirts that he was going to wear for the convention that we, that this past this last weekend as a time of this recording, and uh, our podcast shirt made the cut. Oh, that's incredible! That so is, he was incredible. He was repping out. He was repping us at San Diego Comic Con, so we appreciate that. Absolutely, and absolutely. And for those of uh, for those of you that want to get a random red shirt shirt, right? So we've we do have the shirts at at our online platform store. Yeah, um, yeah. Then and I think the I think the link is in the in our YouTube video, so people yep. can go 
right it's in the the description below so just check out below you can see our social media sites and the uh, link to this teespring store you can pick up your own red shirt and join (laughs) us as part of the random red shirt group that's right right. the difference is though that we survive every episode (laughs) at least we tried we we tried to anyways indeed Um, (laughs) but the last so the the, so lots happened obviously and the last time that we were here uh we talked about among the lotus eaters and we got really deep on that episode it was a it that I, I kind of mentioned if you go back and watch mm-hmm. my review, and I won't give you all the details of you have to go back and watch it. But um, that episode re- really hit me hard with just some of the stuff they were talking about and some of the ideas and some of the lines. I thought, and I mentioned this before, I think it it was, to me, one of the best written episodes of Star Trek that I've seen in quite some time. And I think it stands up there with some of the some of my, my favorite ones written. So, yeah, we went um, multi, multi-layered. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that was excellent. Uh, that was excellent, you know, and you can even um, go like further and connect it with other other science fiction genres. You know, when you think about um, when you think about Blade Runner and replicants and the meaning of memories for for those replicants and, yeah. and you know, that making them human. So well, it just connects connects along a whole lot of different um, different stories and and topics there. It's really cool. yeah. The right the writing in it was great. The acting yeah. in it was great. I thought it was just just a really fantastic episode it wasn't full of a massive amount of action it wasn't you know some big huge space battles or some type of crazy thing but it was just at the core of what that episode was was star trek right Mm -hmm. telling stories and and making you think and um you know really um giving you something to to reflect on so uh, that was great but uh, so we're back with the next episode in in the in the line of Strange New World season two, and that was episode five called Charades. Now the great thing is Charades. It's kind of a a fun, you know, lighthearted name for an episode, and so is the episode. Mm-hmm. And I really like those these lighthearted episodes. You know, we need we need them, particularly uh, when we're all working hard and we're involved in serious topics. And and it's nice to come back and then have a light episode and then enjoy the personalities in in the show enjoy the personalities that come out whether it's pike whether it's spock whether it's it's chapel or to pring just enjoy their kind of light personalities and laugh laugh along with it and have a good ride like right there so yeah 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 and i i've noticed sorry go ahead no no yeah yeah so this was to watch it to unwind with this to enjoy this episode was a great experience for me yeah, it, it same. And um this episode starts out how the next episode starts out, which we'll talk about on our next review, which will be out very soon at the time of this recording. You'll you'll see this come out very quickly. Um we're getting another episode that is centric to another character, right? Yeah. Um and mm-hmm. we've talked about this already in our reviews about how this this season has has found away i think if you look at this season so far this season's doing a little bit of like what tng did you know tng had a lot of character specific episodes right you'd have data sent or data centric episodes there was a couple you know some geordi centric episodes warp every character had a few centric episodes right yeah. they did it in ds9 uh they, they they did it for a fair amount in voyager too um but but star trek has tended to do that uh, toss. I, I don't know that toss necessarily did a ton of that. They did some, but 
Um, TNG really did a lot of that. And this episode, like many in this season so far, has been centric to a specific character. And this one mm-hmm. happens to be centric to your favorite character. Yes. Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel. Beautiful Nurse Chapel, which I really, really enjoyed. And, and you know what's great is when we think about Strange New Worlds and the characters are in there, there's there's one aspect where you go, oh, they've got they've got Pike in there, they've got Spock in there, they've got Nurse Chapel in there. You know, these these characters, you know, they're already established. You know, what more could we possibly learn about or enjoy about seeing what these these characters do? But, you know, they take it and the writers take it and the, the show creators take it. And there's so much they do with it, which, which I think is great. Like Nurse, Nurse yeah. Chapel was in Toss. Um, and yes, she's an established character. She's established in the canon and established in the mythos. But now they're just expanding it and they're just there's. They're taking it and running with it, running with a, a a great direction, I think, because we know in Toss there was um, that hint of feeling between the original Spock, Lerner Nimoy, and, and then um, Nurse Chapel, and now they're 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 taking it, running with it, making it great, and then having this great story that we can enjoy, having this great triangle that we can enjoy, and along the way we get to learn more about Vulcans. We learn more about T'Pring. You know, T'Pring was an established character in, in, in Toss, but now um, she's like a great fleshed out character. And yeah I, yeah, I think what's great is you have these characters that are established in Toss, but they don't have a massive backstory. They don't have a ton of episodes to flush the character out. Well, now we're starting to get more of that, right? This is not the first episode we've seen T'Pring, and she was in season one, yeah, right, of Strange New Worlds. Obviously, Nurse Chapel is getting a lot more time and and a lot more character development in Strange New Worlds than she did in Toss. So I think this is great um, that that we're getting these kind of character focused episodes uh, where we get to learn more about them. Um, you know, characters like Spock and Kirk and McCoy and Scotty and all that stuff. They 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 obviously are more, you know very fleshed out. They're main characters. We know a ton about them. It's those other characters within that maybe we don't know as much. I mean, I would say you could argue, you know, we don't know, we didn't know as much about Uhura's past mm-hmm. as maybe we did about Kirk's past or Spock's past. Um, clearly, we didn't know that about about Chapel. But then we also get some of these new characters, right? Lieutenant Ortegas. We had an episode specific about her already uh we're now having an episode specific about chapel we've had an episode specific about leon who is a new character mm-hmm. so we're getting that uh, it, they've just done a great job of mixing in new characters and developing them versus also giving us characters we already know but develop developing them in a way that we hadn't seen yet absolutely and spock's mother amanda you know who's been played by a few different actresses yeah and i really like the actress that plays her now mia kirshner i believe is her name but but now i i think we've seen more of amanda than we have perhaps seen in all you know in star trek all of star trek before and yeah and seeing her character kind of flushed out which i thought was was terrific that they did too you know excellent excellent yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump into this. So yeah. Charades opens with a personal log from your girl, Christine <laughs> Chapel. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, you know, she they are en route to the Vulcan system, of course, um, where they're going to survey an ancient moon and learn about, of course, a strange anomaly that, that's back there. So they've got a strange anomaly to learn from. 
um, and they want to learn, you know, get some answers from a, a hidden, not a hidden, but a lost alien race that they know not enough about. And we learn a little bit that Nurse Chapel has a love for, for anthropology uh, and that she wants to apply for an internship. I believe it's an internship. Like with, yeah, uh, I think the, so. Yeah, the Vulcan Science Academy or something. Or, like, some, or, or an exchange, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 She wants to go study at the Vulcan Science Academy or Vulcan yeah. Med- Medicine. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll, you know, that'll definitely serve her interests plus give her a break from the tension that she's been having with Spock there, too. So, so yeah, there's been just a little bit of that. A little, little bit, a little bit of tension. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, interesting that she's studying for that in her free time, um, getting quizzed from her friends, from Dr. Ambenga, um, and, you know, preparing for this, this interview. And it's, it's kind of interesting that her friends say, hey, you know, why aren't you getting help from Spock to prepare for this application and for the interview? And she's like, yeah, it's complicated. She says she either says something like it's a long story or it's complicated. So, so I thought that yeah. that was good. You know, that that was good. And we've got you know Spock. He's he's suppressing all all of his emotions and kind of managing to do that and um, taking the advice from Doctor Mbenga um, and kind of hiding and hiding his personal feelings from from Nurse Chapel as as much as he can. Um, but when they still see each other in the treble lift or see each other in, in sick bay, I do like it, you know, where you definitely see that tension and it's kind of, it's kind of funny. There's the, definitely the tension and the feeling between them there. Yeah. So, so they do get um, assigned together to be on a shuttlecraft to go see the, the subspace and all. Um, and so that, that's where kind of the, the, uh, the start of the problem of the episode happens. And so, so I like that where they're going, they're going to go see the subspace anomaly and then something happens um, and they get in trouble in the shuttlecraft and they crash. And then there's a big, you know, there's an accident, everything goes white, right? And then there's an accident. You see uh, Spock come to on the table in the the sick bay um, and you see the Dr. Mbenga and uh, Captain Pike kind of look look at him, and he's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And then they realize, "Hey, how Spock? How are you feeling?" And Spock is now human. Yeah. And yeah, and this is this is great because I thought this was really original because you know in Toss, in original Toss and the early early movies, right? Spock is always uh, maybe fighting that human part of him. He always tries to embrace being Vulcan and have that logical side, but now he's completely human. So you can see him experience like all of those emotions, all of those feelings fully. So that was great. And then definitely gave us like a, a moment to enjoy Spock and a lot of uh, comedic moments too there. So that was- a lot of comedic moments. I, I would say that um, even in toss uh, and Maybe not the Toss movies, because I think Spock's humor in the Toss movies is not underrated. It's very, it's, it's very good. Yeah. And it's it's not downplayed at all or anything. But maybe sometimes some of the stuff he does or says in, in the original series may be a little bit underrated, I feel like. I think Spock's always had a comedic presence to himself. Mm-hmm. 
that he that he's obviously unaware of at at many times because of his you know Vulcan nature. Spock and Spock is my my you know I go back and forth between Picard and Spock as my favorite characters, so he he is up there. Um, yeah, I got I got him right there. Oh, nice right there too. The lovely Leonard Nimoy Spock is just endeared in all of our hearts so yeah it's a cultural icon right he's a yeah. spock and the the lexicon i mean it's part of our lexicon and you know live long and prosper and the vulcan salute it's all <laughs> it's all part of, i you know i i do think we must say especially on this episode that ethan peck does a really great job as spock i i've really grown to enjoy his character very much i don't know if ethan ever got a chance to meet Leonard Nimoy the way Zachary Quinto did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Zachary Quinto got, you know, they, they were in the same movie together. Um, and then of course they appeared at a convention together back in, I want to say it was like 2009, maybe 2010. And I was, I was, I think I was at the convention in Vegas where they, they were both on stage together. Um, and it was pretty special, right? It was almost like it's handing off of the baton. And then, and then of course, uh, Zachary Quinto did the three Star Trek movies as Spock uh, in the JJ verse that we don't speak of. Um, <laughs> but 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 he was a good Spock. I will say, yeah. regardless of the of the storylines and the writing of the movies, he was a good Spock. I, but I, I thought Ethan Peck has been a fantastic Spock. Yeah, he has his own twist on Spock. And is, yeah, and, and that's okay, right? He's yeah. not trying to be Leonard. If he was trying to be Leonard Nimoy, he would fail because there's yeah. only one Leonard Nimoy. So he's putting his own twist on it, but I think what he's doing is really fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It is, it is fun. So they're, he's in this predicament now where he's human, and then he's been notified by his fiance to bring that um, it's time to do the their special ceremonial like engagement dinner. I think that's a dinner, right? It's a ceremonial... It's a whole dinner. thing. Yeah, it's a ceremony, and he's got to he's got to like serve them tea, and he's got to do all this stuff basically to try and win to Pring's, you know, his future mother in law. Basically, approval. he's got to try and win, you know, to Pring's mother's uh, approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is the the conundrum and the circumstance that they've got to get past with him, like being human, which like uh, which gives us a kind of a lot of, a lot of great moments there. His mother does like beam aboard, and I thought that, um, you know, that 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 was a pretty funny scene where his mom Amanda beams aboard, and Spock comes in, and he's wearing a beanie hat. And <laughs> God, that was so freaking funny! Oh my gosh! And then and then like Spock and 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 Pike, I think, look at each other, and Spock's she's like, "Never seen you wear that." Oh, it's it's an issue or whatever. And Pike's like, "Oh yeah, I've got one just like it or something like that." Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and sorry to, sorry, I'm jumping around a, a little bit, but I, di- I did like the montages where, so when Spock is, he's decided to go back to duty, he's fully human. Uh, he's kind of in, enjoying being social with his other crewmates. So you see him um, eating and enjoying uh, food with Captain Pike and he says something like, oh, well, I've been missing out on this. And he just was whatever food they, He's eating eating bacon. He's like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all know bacon's good. I mean, so. Yeah. Captain Pike's like, why don't you slow down? And then a moment later, he's like, I feel nauseous. Yeah, Yeah, because before in the episode earlier, right, he was was there with Pike 
cooking, but then he, he couldn't really smell anything, right? Because everything's suppressed mm-hmm. and stuff. And so you mm-hmm. could kind of the twofold approach. He had that little moment with uh, Leon, like your girl, that was yep. really cute, where you know she's asking him how he's feeling and she's you know he's saying hey i've got this range of emotions and um and then i've got these urges <laughs> something like that yeah you see the look start... on her face you know yeah it's yeah. yeah it's 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 as if it's as if he is a pre-pubescent or almost going into puberty teenager right and he's starting to feel all these things for the first time and it's this kind of like awkward teenager moment between you know with spock and yeah very well done yeah that was good leon You're... just like leon you could tell she's like oh um i'm to go yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i i, I un- yeah i understand or whatever you know yeah so that was that was good that was good we we have amanda's kind of i love amanda's look where um you know, she's she's looking at Spock and you know Spock's complaining about why do we need this dinner anyways and uh, we should just tell them to leave and it's not time and the man just kind of looks at him and she says take off your hat and and I thought that w- that was a great moment and she knows she's a mom she knows yeah, she's a mom she knows and he's just kind of he doesn't say anything he just immediately does it and then and she's like oh you're human um which kind of touches off like this these great moments of so now that he's discovered now that she's discovered he's human that gives amanda a chance to connect with him more right because she hasn't she hasn't connected with him ever in that that way so she's it gets like well i'm gonna have to we get to the point where she's saying well i'm gonna have to teach you how to be human and then teach you how to lie so you can get through this (laughs) dinner Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I, I thought that was great when they go through those moments and um, they were talking about one uh, ceremony of part of the dinner where it's like the uh, um, the in-laws have to say everything that they've got to improve upon. Yeah, like they're like airing of grievances. It's almost like airing of grievances. Almost, yeah. yeah, it's all it's all or or or, or no, they don't they're called grievances. It's something like um, things to improve upon or thing, things to improve yourself yeah. Uh, it it kind of reminded me a little bit of the scene in Seinfeld from Festivus where they have the airing of the grievances. Oh uh, yeah, just, yeah. Like yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like we're just gonna talk about all the bad things and everything. Yeah, I thought that was that was funny. And we know too. I mean, it, to Pring's father doesn't seem to care, but to Pring's mother, you can tell she's she's really not keen on this whole idea, especially because, you know, Spock's half human, so she's not. You know, she's not up on the idea of her of her daughter marrying a half half human, half Vulcan. Yeah, absolutely not, absolutely not. And I love, I love uh, Tapring's father. So they enter the room, right? And he's like, "Oh, this is a nice place." And 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 Tapril's like, "Oh, well, it smells." He's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it smells." And then when when they're eating the food, he's like, "Oh, this is delicious." Yeah. And Tapril's like, "Well, this is not authentic, or this is not um, how it should be." Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. So, I will say, like, all right. I think the I think the dad's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the exchanges between him and and Tapril are funny. I, I don't. I'm not necessarily a fan of the way they wrote him because they kind of write him like he's an idiot. <laughs> you know, like like Tapring's mom is is this is is clearly the head of the house, which I don't have necessarily an issue with. She's their Vulcan, but 
but to me, I just kind of feel like they almost made him like a little bit of like a dimwit, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just kind of, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of that. Although I do like some of the humoristic, you know, interplay between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. That was the spatial anomaly. And then the aliens we meet in this episode, and I think they're called the Kavorkians. I think that's right. Kavorkians or Kavorians. This is the first time that we encounter them in in Star Trek. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah, and Pike speaks to them, and one of them, I think he speaks to an entity called Yellow, and then we've got uh, Chapel and Uhura and Ortega that end up going back there and meeting them, and they talk to a couple different entities, um, Yellow and Blue, I think, that are there. So we don't know any... I think this is a this is a fresh kind of alien race. We know very very little about them. I think they live in a different dimension. Yeah, so, they're they're not normal, the normal type of aliens we meet in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was it was their doing right that turned uh, Spock fully human. You know, so apparently like he was he was injured in the in the shuttlecraft incident, and so they did what they called a remediation to him, and. Uh, the pattern that they had to go off of, which w- was Nurse Chapel, which was yeah. fully human. And so they restored Spock uh, fully human because they thought they didn't understand that he was half human, half Vulcan. And they didn't understand. They thought that was irregular or not supposed to be like that. So right. they made him full, fully human. So a little bit of back backdrop and backstory on the, the aliens there. And I guess I, I thought that was okay. I thought that was a good a good kind of mechanism to to kind of pull the story along and the reason why Spock became human. Um, I hope that they use them in in the future, you know, whether in Strange New Worlds or or other star, other Trek, because I think there's a lot more that we can kind of enjoy learning about from these these new alien species. That's how I felt. I don't know how you yeah felt the same. Yeah. So. You know, this this whole time, Nurse Chapel and Dr. Mbenga, they're trying to figure out how to get Spock back to being half Vulcan, half human. And so they're they're going through a lot of different treatment protocols and, and studying, and they're all failing. And I know Nurse Chapel's like really, really upset. And um, Mbenga's like saying, well, try this. And she's like, no, that's going to fail. That's going to fail. So they're yeah because she she yeah. knows she's up against it uh, up against kind of a, a a time crunch right like she knows that if she doesn't fix this that Spock is going to stay human forever and he's going to lose his Vulcan side and she I think she kind of realizes that you know that Vulcan side makes him as much of who he is as anything else yeah yeah absolutely so she you know after she kind of gets stuck. Then she goes, well, the only way that they can get him back, his Vulcan side back, is to go back to the aliens and take the shuttlecraft and go back in there and ask the aliens how to do it. So that kind of sets off where she talks to uh, Mbenga and Uhura and she crafts this plan and they hatch this plan to take the shuttlecraft there and go do it. And so actually, this is this I want to talk to you a little bit about. The, this is where I have a little bit of heartburn on this part of the the episode because they do take that craft they do go to the anomaly again 
they are able to meet the aliens um and they talk to both the alien blue and they talk to the alien yellow and um, you know there's a lot of back and forth and chapel is able to convince yell to say hey no um will you please like restore him will you please help um and i'm his friend and i've got feelings for him the issue i have about this this whole part was uh, was like yes this needed to happen but how did they get they got the shuttlecraft and they went there and this was after they had a crash of the shuttlecraft and they almost had someone one of their crew people die so i was like how did they even get permission you know how did chapel get i don't think she got permission i think they just kind of did it and yeah. so um i thought that was off because i i thought well, i don't think that's going to happen but it did happen so that was one of the pieces of heartburn that i had with the with the episode yeah i would agree yeah yeah so they she is able to get the the answer or the not the cure i should say but the 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 um the reversal for spock and so i like the entrance that she does they're in the midst and doing in doing the ceremony and she is able to to cure him and that moment between chapel and spock if you remember that that i thought that was that was great so they're looking at each other and you think they're about to embrace or about to kiss and then she injects him and then yep. he goes back to being Vulcan. Yeah. So I did like though, there was a scene between Spock and Chapel when he's still human, right? And because he's human, he doesn't really have this filter, this Vulcan filter built in, right? Yeah. And he says any any, you know, uh she's you know, she's upset about you know, things that have happened, everything like that. And and he notices she's upset and asks her. And um, you know, he 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 looks at her and you know, he's like, Vulcans, Vulcans can be such jerks. <laughs> and then he offers her this real awkward hug because he doesn't really know how to be human because he's a Vulcan, he's not used to hugging and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And uh uh you know so she gets to see an a, a vulnerable side to him that she doesn't normally see because he's fully human, right? And unfortunately that's when things are interrupted when that's when Spock's mom is being beaming on board. But uh yeah, I found that that an interesting um dynamic because now you know if it you know it in nurse's chap nurse chapel's uh point of view, right? She's got to be thinking, well, he's not he's not himself, right? He's he's pretty much missing half of himself but yet she's getting to see a side of him she doesn't get to normally see and she has feelings for him so obviously getting to see that side and having that emotional connection with him is probably something she enjoys even though she knows full well this isn't really fully who he is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love that way he delivered that line vulcans are such jerks and yeah yeah it was it was great and then I mean, throughout the episode, you know, you've got at the ceremony, you've you've got to Pring's mom kind of being a jerk through through the time. So, oh, yeah. I mean, she she is it's very obvious uh, that that there isn't much that impresses her. Yeah. Right. She's very hard to impress. Um, can I make a can I make a comparison yeah. here without you or anybody getting upset at me about this? So. The way that 
the way that Spock is having to um, impress to Pring's mom reminded me from an episode of D Space Nine um, when Jadzia is getting ready to get married and she has to impress Grilka, mm-hmm. the wife of Martok, because Martok had invited Worf, right, into the, his house because Worf didn't have a house, right, after all the stuff that had happened. And so Worf joins the house of Martok. And because he's part of Martok's house, Grilka is, you know, she's she's the woman of, of the house. And therefore, part of the ceremony, because, you know, Worf wants to be, wants everything to be as close to authentically Klingon and all the rituals and all this stuff. And one of those things is, is Jadzia has to go through this huge, long trial to impress Grilka, but nothing Jadzia can do impresses her, right? Uh, kind of a fun episode that actually be would be kind of fun to do a one-off sometime, a spotlight on. But um, yeah. there, I saw some comparisons here, right, in this same kind of deal where Spock is having to go through these Vulcan rituals to impress T'Pring's mom, just like Jedzia had to go through to impress Grilka. So for whatever that's worth. No, that's <laughs> worth a lot. You could totally do a side-by-side comparison here. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That was excellent. But it was just a reminder that that we've seen something like this before, right? And it didn't typically go well the last time, at least for most of the episode. Once once Grilka realized how great Jedzia is, like we all know she is, uh, you know, she Grilka, you know, warmed up to her. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's th- this was this was interesting the way they kind of where they kind of played it out. Yeah, it was good. I mean, Spock and Tapring, they make it through the entire ceremony and they everything's acceptable they make it through the uh, that rite of learning where they've got to hear the the very hurtful things that um to prills to prill says to spock which was very 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 harsh um but they're able to make it through and i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry chris oh um, no no go ahead hang on one second i all all my ds not fellow ds niners are going to uh do unspeakable things to me for getting this wrong, but it Grilka was not Martok's wife. I, I, I as I kept oh, saying, name? I'm, yeah, as I kept saying, I'm like, I don't actually think this is right. Grilka is actually the Klingon woman that Quark marries. Ugh. The wife, the wife of Martok is Sorella. That's Sorella. who it is. So it's Sorella that uh, that Dax has to impress, and even to the point where where I think Worf says something like, "I'm scared of her," or whatever. Martok's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm scared of her too," or something, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And Martok's in awe of his wife and everything. But so sorry, I, I want to make sure I got that correct. It is Sorella who Jadzia was trying to impress, not Grilka. Grilka first came to mind, but that's the if you remember the the House of yeah. Quark episode where Quark marries her to get that Klingon off off of her back. Um, anyway, sorry. I just no, wanted to make sure I set point. the record straight so that my my fellow DS Niners didn't throw barbs at me. Ah, most most excellent, most excellent. So Spock and Tapring, they do make it through the ceremony, and you know Tapril is like, well, you're able to make it, like despite your essentially despite your human handicap, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah that's a handicap, and that's that's a bit of a that's a that's a bit low. <laughs> yeah. She likes those backhanded compliments. So it was like, well, you impressed me despite your handicap. Yeah, her, her, comp, her compliments also are digs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that sets off a great, great moment because you see that rise of anger uh, come up in, in Spock. And he's like, oh, well, 
you don't think a human could have successfully passed this this ritual and she's like well no of course not and that's where he reveals well guess what a human did and that kind of and he pulls them, he right? pulled his ears off didn't he yeah he pulled his ears off yeah i thought it was funny too during the ceremony like okay the, when he first starts to practice that the thing is super like the teapot thing is super yeah. super super hot and he asks his mom how she how she does it or whatever and you know i think i don't remember what she said like focus or something like that and so he does it during the ceremony and like when he turns away so they can't see his face, he's like, oh, you know, you can tell it's like it's hurting. He doesn't have the ability to shut those pain, the pain off like he does when his with his Vulcan side. So I, I found it very interesting because they not only not only does he go through the trial and he's able to get through all of the, the ceremony, but they show the fact while he's doing it, they show that he is struggling, but he's hiding it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They do a really good job of that. Yeah, you know, I also like about Amanda and the comments that she makes, because Amanda says these comments in a really nice, really well. She reacts to Tapril and says, you know, when Tapril says, "Oh, well, you guys, you know, you passed the ceremony," and Amanda kind of says, "Oh, that's very nice of you to say. I'm sure that was really difficult for you to to, <laughs> to say, right?" So she yeah. gives that Amanda is like great because she gives these jabs like back very calmly, but very nicely too. So I thought that was um, a great little add to Amanda's personality there. And, and I would say that it, it's proof that the character of Amanda, she proves herself every time that they bring a man that, you know, Spock's mom into Star Trek, whether it was in the original series or in TNG or now in strange new worlds, the character of Amanda and the, and and the 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 women that have played the character prove over and over again why it it, it would be it's next to impossible for a normal human to be married to a Vulcan and deal with the Vulcan culture and the Vulcans themselves. But Amanda seems to be one of the very few who not only can deal with it, but but seem to thrive, right? Because otherwise she wouldn't have married a Vulcan. She wouldn't have fallen in love with a Vulcan and married him. And 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 you know, embraced herself into the, into the culture. Um, I mean, even, even in this time period, right. You're talking a couple, a couple of hundred years after the Vulcans land on earth, mm -hmm. humans and Vulcans still don't really get along. And honestly, like throughout all of star Trek and every star Trek series, we've seen every iteration of it. There's always some kind of tension still, here and there between Vulcans and humans, because Vulcans kind of look down on, on humans. You know, it's been kind of a, a a trending, not a trending. It's been kind of a consistent thing, right? Since since the Vulcans land on Earth, you know, humans are not looked upon as you know nearly as intelligent or logical, and all. I mean, all these different things, and it shows with Tapring's mom saying, you know, despite your you know physical handicap or whatever she said. Um, there there's a real sense of uh i want to say discrimination but but kind of a little bit right yeah you know tor towards humans and spock is being kind of discriminated not kind of is being discriminated against because he's half human yeah you're absolutely right there about the discrimination you know what'd be interesting is uh, there's so much to amanda's character that i think we don't know about you know yeah. how how the she's an extremely you know she's extremely intelligent um so how that kind of evolved with her and Sarek, because Sarek, you know, Sarek respects her, right? And so 
there's all of that in, interplay there. So I'm, there's so much that they could go back in the, the history of that. And I think it'd be really neat to, to explore. Like, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch to, to Amanda's character and Sarek's character that they could really yeah. go to and explore. That. And hopefully we'll get some more of Spock's parents in Strange New Worlds. I mean, you know, we've got it. We've got we've got another season coming. Right. So we know that um, at some point uh, we'll get a season three and yeah, maybe we'll get some more Amanda. Maybe we'll, we'll get to see Sarek again. Um, you know, I don't think we haven't seen Sarek in Strange New Worlds, right? I don't, I don't think, think we, we have. have. Yeah. Because yeah. Spock, Spock and him are not on speaking terms right now. We know that. Um, and I believe that even goes back to Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. When Spock shows up, albeit with a beard, um, that they're not on speaking terms and everything else. So I think at some point we're going to get Sarek and some sort of hopefully resolution between him and Spock. And that would then maybe I would assume then we would get Amanda as well. So we, we would get to see and hopefully peer more into Spock's life and his family dynamics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be outstanding to do because, I mean, we have had that with Spock before, but this is a different aspect. It's a different flavor. And it'd be really yeah. nice to, to see how that goes. Yeah. And we got some of we got some of that with Spock and Sarek and Amanda in the JJ movies. And while I don't consider them canon, it was interesting to see them do flashbacks to when Spock was a kid, mm -hmm. right? And he's studying and learning. He's being picked on by all the other Vulcans because he's half human and they call him all sorts of terrible names. And, you know, he gets obviously this different universe, but he gets into the Vulcan Science Academy and turns it down to go to Starfleet. Um, and, you know, you, you you see this this in a Vulcan way, loving relationship between Spock's father and him as a kid. And yeah. Um, you see Amanda, played by the amazingly talented Winona Ryder. Um, and so, yeah, I, I actually like that. I, I like seeing that aspect and that kind of upbringing of Spock and his young childhood that we hadn't seen before in that in that movie, albeit the the, the movie as a whole wasn't good. But um, I, I like that scene. So we have seen that, albeit in the, the JJ-verse movies. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes of this episode so this is when Spock reveals to uh, to Prill and to to Pring's father. He says, "Well, I'm human," and then he has this exchange with his mom um, because you know they're they've said outright, "Hey, this human handicap, and no way a human could have passed this this Vulcan like ritual." He says, "Well, a Vulcan did, and being human it, like is not a handicap; like it's strength." Um, and then he has very loving words to say uh, about his mom right there. And he says, you know, she's she's the one that stood by me um, and helped me get through. And I don't I don't recall that there had any ever been an exchange like that uh, between Spock and his mom in Star Trek. So I thought, oh, this was very meaningful, very beautiful. This is what it what it needed. And you saw that expression on Amanda's face, right? She just she teared up and all she could say was thank, thank you, Spock. And I think you're right because, I mean, th th this could only happen – well, this could probably only happen in a situation like this, right, where yeah. Spock is fully human. So he – the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts and everything that he's having now are not stuff that he's necessarily going to have or especially feel when he's his normal self. So to be able to um, 
have Spock open up and respond in that way and, you know, um, pay homage to his mother um, and stand up for her, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, think about that. So she's living amongst Vulcans, right? How many times do you think she's been beat down by other Vulcans because she's married to one and had a kid with one and everything else? And how many times do you think she was stood up for? Mm-hmm. Probably not many yeah, or at very, all for that yeah, matter. Um, you know, Spock's father has mentioned, well, he married her because it was the logical choice mm-hmm. because they wouldn't say, oh, I married her because I loved her. But we learned in TNG, right, when Sarek was going through all that stuff and Picard took took on his emotions for him so he could be the ambassador that we learn through Picard how much Sarek actually loves Amanda, mm-hmm. right? That emotional scene with Picard in his, in his quarters, right? Taking on the burden of all those emotions, those deep, super powerful emotions so that Sarek could focus on being that ambassador uh, piece and have clarity of thought and be, you know, um, your chip traditional stoic Vulcan. We learn that. So we know that Sarek deeply loves Amanda. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show it, doesn't really say it, but we know he does. But how many times do you think Amanda's been in situations where Vulcans have treated her like garbage and no one's been there to stand up for her? And now Spock's doing it because he's seen it from the other side, right? He's human, fully human right now, so he sees it from that side. And I think that's a wonderful thing that they added in there. It does. And we learn later that he had just had the in the mind meld that they just had it was a memory where he was accepted by other Vulcan boys where she was still on the outside, not accepted by like Vulcan society. And so, um, you know, I thought that was a great memory to share. Very, also very, very meaningful because it gave Spock that perspective, like to say, Hey, this is how much uh, his mother has done for him, how much his mother has stood by him. And I really wish, I, I will say, I, I wish they would have actually shown that flashback. Oh, yeah. Not just yeah. talked about it. I kind of I kind of feel like that was that was something that was like a missed opportunity for them yeah. to show a young Spock going to school and his mother there and everything like that. And that whole, whole thing, kind of like what they did in, in, you know, the first the first JJ uh Star Trek movie. Um, I, I, I really felt like that was a missed opportunity. To be able to kind of You're see right. a touching moment there. Yeah. Yeah. They could have took up, took out some other stuff and have that. Yeah. I agree. We learned that. So there's a scene with Tapring and Spock. Um, and essentially, you know, and you have to feel for Tapring in this, in this episode too, right? So Tapring essentially says, I mean, she says, Hey, why did you keep all of this from me? You know, you, I'm your fiance. You didn't tell me about this. You didn't tell me what happened. You didn't tell me what you were going through. Um, I didn't know, but it seems like everyone else knew. Um, so you got to feel for her. And she, she, she says, you know, I think we just have to spend time apart. Yeah. And uh, in other words, they're kind of, they're kind of calling it off for now. Yeah. Calling it off. now. So we'll see what happens after that. But late later on, we've got this scene where Spock's in his quarters and, He's about to go see Nurse Chapel, and then, but he opens the door, and Nurse Chapel's there, and um, they have this very, very nice scene together where they're trying to explore, you know, where they're at, where their feelings, and Spock's like, "Hey, I've got these feelings, um, and I'm conflicted," and and then they kiss, and so 
I was going to say they definitely great. explore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they do. So I thought that was, that was good. Really, really, really good. Cause I'm, I'm glad that Chapel and Spock got to get together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this kind of takes it in a different path than from toss, but I think this was nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, th there is a scene in this episode where we get the name because it's a very random name, Charades. We think, oh, that uh, yeah. game? Well, yeah, it is like the game because during that kind of awkward, you know, scene um, where uh, T'Pring's mother and father are there and they're just kind of like, you know, it's a very awkward, like awkward silence monkey moment. Pike's like, hey, I'm going to stall. I need to, you know, he knows he he needs to stall everything and so you know for chapel to beam back aboard and arrive with the cure right and so he's like um instead of the my doing hmm. them doing the mimo he's like hey let's we have an earth tradition uh in in, in our in a ceremony with it called a game of charades right and he kind of explains what it is and everything and so that's kind of where we get the name yeah for the episode so it's very lighthearted moment i thought that uh i thought uh pike was very funny in this episode because he he's there trying to support Spock and 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 Tpring, and uh, he he sees the awkwardness and and the the tension in the room, right? And he's constantly trying to break the tension and like slice it with a knife okay. by doing something, whether it's offering up food or saying making up random you know uh, traditions on Earth about playing games like charades. And I thought that was a very delightful moment. It was. I liked the moment he's um he's bringing back food for them. He's like, hey, you know, let's get some more of this food. He's like, uh, he's bringing it out. And the moment, um, this is right before the moment where Spock says, well, I was human or a human pastor, rich pastor ritual. And then you see Pike's expression. He's bringing <laughs> out the food and then he turns, and he goes, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. leave now. Could you imagine how awkward it was for him for that whole thing? Like that had to have been super awkward. Like just trying to, you know, he's there, he's there to support Spock, right? He's there yeah. to help. And, and uh, at every turn, it's just like, he's trying to be supportive and help. And it just, it's like, Oh, okay. Just never mind. Yeah. I'm going to go um, left now. I'm going to go right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it this was an episode that was was fun and lighthearted. Um the uh clearly uh Spock learned a lot about himself. Right? He learned yeah. a lot about his human side that maybe he had not explored before. Uh well, he could not have explored his human side the way he did in this episode whether it was eating the bacon and smelling the food or you know being in 10 forward and just laughing hysterically and even to the point where like awkwardly and like actually getting what the jokes mean. And so he'd start laughing and then he kept laughing and laughing some more. And they're all looking at him like, uh, you know, okay, Spock, that's enough. Like, uh, yeah, it, yeah, we get it. You know, just, he, he doesn't, it's, it's, it's a character. It's a person who is learning and experiencing all these things. Think about like when data, first got his emotion chip and he was trying to deal with all that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, he, you see that in TNG and you also see it in um, Star Trek generations, right? Where data gets that emotion chip and he's trying to learn how to balance and handle emotion. Like they're on the, um, well, yeah, they're on, they're on the holodeck for Worf's promotion. Yeah. And he like pushes 
Dr. Crusher oh, in yeah. the water. Yeah. And he thinks that that's going to be humorous and a joke and nobody thinks it's funny. And he just doesn't get why them removing the plank with Worf was funny, but him not just randomly pushing Crusher and wasn't. And so you see kind of that awkwardness with Spock. And I think you've made this comment before, Chris, on in, in previous episodes of our podcast where you've compared Data and Spock. Yeah. And in, in for because of their similarities, because Data really is kind of the Spock of TNG, right? Yeah. Um, he's he's an android, but he very much deals with some of the same things that Spock does as far as um, not understanding human stuff. Uh, and so I, I think it's very interesting when you when you compare and contrast the two. And so with with Data learning to deal with the emotion chip and having those emotions around or in first contact when they first start going in the hallway and he's like, I'm feeling uneasy and everything. And yeah. cards like data, perhaps you should turn off your emotion chip. And he does that. Yeah. Spock can't do that right now, but, uh, or ever, but it's, it's, it's interesting comparison. If you look at it, right. That Spock is, is experiencing in this episode is human side and going through some very similar things that data went through. Yeah. I think it's great. I, I like how, so Spock's character and data's character and Worf's character they're they're all outsiders right so which is great because it's outsiders like looking in exploring what it is either to be a human um or what it what it is to be klingon or what it is to be vulcan you know they're outsiders trying to become um what they're observing yeah and so i think i think that's a great kind of a angle to look at it there and the, and for the audience to watch it we learn a lot through it yeah, we really do. We we learn a lot about um, Chapel. We learn yeah. a lot about Tapring, right? And and um, it, it's very obvious Tapring has tried really hard to kind of make things work with her and Spock. And Spock is he's kind of going off in his own path, right? And Tapring is trying to meet him there, and it's just not working. And that's where, you know, I, I felt both happy and a little bit sad at the end of this episode because I feel sad for Tapring. And and the fact that this this relationship, you know, that it's it's they're they're parting ways, mm -hmm. but yet also happy because now there's something new growing out of this with with Spock and and Chapel. And we, we get to see a little bit more of that in the next episode, Lost in Translation, which we will be discussing very soon. It will be out very soon at the if you are watching this or maybe you're watching after the fact it'll already be out because we're just gonna boom, boom, boom and get ourselves caught up here. Uh, but yeah. but yeah, I I I, I think it's um, uh, very interesting the way that they approached uh, some of these relationships and and kind of the, where they're taking this relationship with with uh, Chapel and and Spock. Me too. We'll see. I hope this carries on. This will be a good one. Yeah, I think so too. This is this is a very interesting episode. Um, it was nice to have a light, a little bit of a lighthearted episode. I think I like I said I think Ethan Peck does a great job as Spock. I thought he was fantastic being a human fully human Spock and being awkward and uh I I I just I I've been very very um happy with his performance in this role. This is you know if you're an actor and you get cast as the role of Spock. I mean talk about some huge shoes to fill, right? The only other like adult Spock besides Leonard Nimoy, I believe was Zachary Quinto, right? We didn't have any other Spocks other than him, right? I mean, Ethan Peck played Spock in discovery mm -hmm. and then has now carried that. albeit a weird looking Spock with like friggin' a beard. And I just, it was strange. 
um, and then carries has carried that over into Strange New Worlds to more of a Spock that we're, we know. Uh, but I, I've really enjoyed his performance. In yeah, his character. yeah. As a, as of I, much, much more um, comedic and lighthearted moments with Spock. Oh yeah, um, than we've we've seen before. Even when he was like given the harp, right in an earlier episode, and he's like, "Well, oh, I'm going to use this harp." Yeah, or where or where there was a noise disturbance, yeah. and he's like, "I will, I will attempt to to practice less aggressively, or whatever, whatever the line was was really yeah. funny." Yeah, he just he has a good he has a good delivery, comedic delivery, being a character that's not supposed to show an emotion. Yeah, um, but obviously in this in this episode he does right. He 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 goes through a gambit of emotions uh, at, when he's fully human. Uh, yeah. which I think helps him obviously like, like you brought that great scene between him and his mom and, and, and him kind of def- coming to her defense uh, and, and standing up for her and supporting her and thanking her. Um, but I, I think that, that becoming fully human gives him a much, so such a deep, much deeper appreciation for his mom and what she goes through. But I think it also just gives her a deeper appreciation, him a deep, deeper appreciation for him as a whole, right? Like understanding that, hey, my human side is not a handicap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a part of who I am. It's part of what makes me me and makes me unique, right? There's not there's not too many half human, half Vulcans that we meet in Star Trek, right? Yeah. His mom also gives him a great, uh, some great advice at the end before she goes back to Vulcan. In just a very quick line. She says, it's, she says, it's hard to love a Vulcan. It was something like that. And, and you know, that will make Spock think like, oh, well, then perhaps he'll have more empathy and more understanding for Nurse Chapel's like position that she's in, right? And be yeah. able to, um, you know, to be able to make that their relationship better. And honestly, it, it only makes sense for Spock to be drawn to a relationship with a human female because he himself is half human. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could argue, well, wouldn't make sense for him to be drawn to a Vulcan woman because he's half Vulcan could be, but I think the emotion side of it, I think, and now experiencing what he went through as fully human and, and, and having more empathy of what his mother deals with on a daily basis probably makes that draw to nurse chapel even stronger yeah you know what i mean yeah absolutely i agree yeah so but yeah this was great uh this is a great episode it was it was lighthearted. it was fun it was a nice little break from that la- that last episode episode four man that episode took a toll on me it, it took some out of me a little bit in yeah. a good way like just in, in a self-reflective way um so this was not a nice little nice little break um uh, Lost in Translation is 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 was very good as well. It's the next episode, episode six that we're gonna get to soon. Um, and well, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna talk about it tomorrow, and it'll be out very soon after that. So um, I look forward to talking about that because there's a very very touching moment with a uh, with a returning character, and I can't wait to to for us to share our thoughts about that too. Me too. It'll be great to talk through. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, thank you always so much for watching and listening to us all over the interwebs. Uh, And if you haven't already, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us there. Uh, Be sure to hit, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to go down to the description and you can check out our social media links there. You can check out our Teespring store, grab yourself some random red shirt swag, whether it's a mug, sticker, sweatshirt, hoodie, um, T-shirt, long sleeve, whatever you name it, you can join the random red shirt away team uh, with us. 
um and i love that yeah, yeah the random redshirt away team yeah where all the redshirts go and they all survive yeah, yeah. that'd be it. That, that'd be it. that'd be the day right um but uh, yeah we do appreciate it uh as always if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform you can also find the video version of this on youtube and if you're here on youtube you can find all of our episodes especially the ones that are not recorded with video on your favorite podcast platform wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you so much for tuning in and watching as always. And we will catch you next time right here on the Random Richard Podcast.